little Pharrell, I love that song. Uh, yeah. It's hard to not be happy, right? <laughs> you know, we're in a series, uh, Twister, and we're looking at some things that people twist. You know, things that people believe are true, but they're not true. And the result of twisted beliefs is a twisted life. It's thinking that has messed up a lot of people through the years. And today what I want to focus on is a twisted mentality that you, you hear it on TV, you, you see it posted often on social media, and I've read it in numerous, numerous books through the years. And people quote it, God wants you to be happy. And so it, it's uh, so popular today that I think it's almost a uh, theology of happiness. It's alluring. It's seductive. It's very appealing, but it's twisted. And spiritually, I believe it's one of the most uh, dangerous mentalities. It, it has messed up a lot of people through the years, and so we're going to kind of take it on. And I will tell you up front, uh, one, you may not be happy when I get done. Um, and the topic, it's tricky because happiness is not a bad thing. The issue is believing that happiness is the goal of life. And there are several paradoxes that, that kick in when it comes to this thing called happiness. Things that, that I will tell you seem good analytically, they make sense, but they do not work. See, it would seem that if I want to be happy, then I should pursue happiness, right? Make it the, the top goal of my life. And I have seen a society that's full of people that have bought into the mentality, you know, I want to do this. Why? Because it makes me happy. I, I'm going to pursue it. After all, doesn't God want me to be happy? And here's what, what really is twisted about it. Many times when you pursue it, whatever it is, you experience some happiness, okay? but it's usually very fleeting. It's elusive. Often the pursuit of happiness gets twisted to the point that I believe many people believe that God exists to serve us. God exists to make me happy. Rather than the truth, and this is the truth, we exist to serve him. God wants me to be happy. We'll lead you in the wrong direction will lead you to think that life should be a fairy tale, and they lived what? Happily ever after. I like that. But this life's full of problems. And so I think that's why this idea that God wants me to be happy is so alluring, because I want to avoid the problems. You know, Paul writes this in 2 Timothy 4. He says, For the time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, 
to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths. What I would love to tell you today is if you just give your life to Jesus Christ, if you just pursue God, that you will have no, no problems. You'll have the best year ever if you do that. Because God wants you to be happy, you won't have any problems or issues, and everything will work out just like you want. I'd like to tell you that, but that's not the truth. The, the fact is, you will face problems. And here's the issue, I think, if you buy into the mentality, is when you pray because you believe God wants me to be happy, that when you're not happy, your prayers don't get answered like you want them to get answered? Well, it obviously means God failed you. And you blame God because something must be wrong here. The equation isn't working. God wants me to be happy, but I'm not happy. And friends, it's a dangerous, dangerous mentality. And as much as we want to believe that, God wants us happy. I've got to tell you, it's twisted, and it absolutely is not true. Aren't you glad you came to church today? <laughs> See, God doesn't want you to be happy when it causes you to sin. You know, 1 Peter 1.15 says, but just as he called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. You notice it doesn't say be happy in all you do. It says be holy, holy in all you do. It's God's spiritual economy when you look at it. Our happiness is not the bottom line. It's our holiness. You know, we're, we're not to sacrifice obedience to God in the pursuit of happiness. And do not miss this, because the heart of God is good. God loves to give good gifts to all of his children. You know, I'm a, I've got two daughters. I've got four grandkids. And I love to make them happy. I really do. I, I remember uh, when my uh, grandsons, they, they were young at the time. They were maybe, uh, I don't know, four and seven, something like that. And uh, I took them to the dino exhibit at the Science Center. And uh, tickets were not cheap. And so we went, we got back home, and I asked them, I, I said, what did you like best? And almost in unison, they go, well, everything but the dinosaurs. <laughs> they, uh, they then jumped in, and one of them goes, well, I love the giant pizza that we had. And they're like, yeah, the pizza, you know. And uh, apparently, I could have just skipped the whole dino experience and just went for pizza, and I'd, I'd have been a hit. And I, I remember, the, these are giant slices of pizza. I mean, they were, they were New York style that you're supposed to, like, fold up or roll up, and we could have a whole debate about which one to do. But 
not these boys. They were not going to do that. They, they're holding them above their head to try and get a bite. They got grease running down their arms. And the, the waiter, he finally comes over. He goes, would you like me to cut those? And they're like, no, no. See, there was no way. They were loving these giant pieces of pizza. And so we're eating. They, when they got done, Dason, he's, he's the youngest one. And he's looking at his paper plate, and I can, I can see his little brains going. And so he takes his paper plate, he's got it like a Frisbee at this point, and he's looking toward this table of people, okay? <laughs> yes, and he goes, Grandpa, it would be so much fun, I think I could hit him. And I'm like, well, go ahead, see if you can. I mean, I want you to be happy. <laughs> No, of course not. <laughs> See, I want them to be happy, but not at the expense of someone else. You know, I want them to be happy, but not if it causes them to sin, so to speak, all right? If you are a follower of Jesus Christ, you're part of the body of Christ, you know, you're, you're to be a part of regular worship. You know, Scripture says this, the Hebrew writer says, some people have given up the habit of meeting for worship. But we must not do that. We should keep on encouraging each other, especially since you know that the day of the Lord's coming is getting closer. As a follower of Jesus Christ, we're, we're to gather every week and, and worship, we're to pray, we're to encourage one another, grow and serve, but we live in a feel-good culture. You know, the, the fact is, I hear it all kinds of different ways. People say, yeah, yeah, we, we haven't been to church for a while, just been really busy, and I love this line, Sundays are fun day. So that's why we haven't been around. Oh, no, 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 can't, can't, can't serve. I, I, I got to leave my options open. I mean, can you hear it? It's about me. I want to be happy. You know, I hear it often. Uh, the fact is, everything that we have, it, it belongs to God. Scripture says that we're to return the first fruits, the first 10%. But when you start talking about it, some people go, What? Are you kidding? Give that much? I mean, I worked hard for my money. Again, do you hear the undertone here? I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm going to do what makes me happy. And the mentality spills. Get in college. Classes get a little bit tough. I don't like college. You know, it doesn't make me happy. And so we quit. We drop out. You know, get a job, face some challenges, gets a little rough. I'm not happy. I don't like it. I'm out. And the fact is, the last eight jobs have ended the same way. See, there's a pattern here. You know, I wonder if maybe, maybe if you endured dealt with the challenge, if perhaps God's preparing you for something greater. Now, I hear this one way, way too often, you know. Yeah, we're getting a divorce. 
I'm like, I'm sorry to hear that. What happened? Well, I wasn't happy. I met someone. I, I, I know it was wrong, but, but they make me really, really happy. I'm like, well, okay. If that's all that matters is being happy. No, I don't say that. See, happiness isn't the end all. Happiness is never, ever, ever all that matters. There is something more important than happiness, and it's a thing called holiness. You know, if the pursuit of happiness is the most important thing, it will lead you down the wrong path in life. You know, Paul, he's making a very powerful, powerful uh, argument. He writes this in Romans 6. He says, you know, what shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? I, I know it's wrong, I, it, it, but God's going to forgive me anyway, and it makes me happy. You know, why stop? Paul says, no, by no means. We are those who have died to sin. How can we live in it any longer? As much as we would like to believe it's about our happiness, it is not. It is not. And here's my second thought, is God doesn't want us happy if it's driven by the circumstances in your life. You know that word happy, it comes from the root word happenstance. You know, things happen and they make us happy or not happy. Some of you today, you're happy. Some of you are not happy. A lot of us view happiness solely dependent upon what's happening in our lives. You know, Ecclesiastes says, says this, and this is really something to think about. Ecclesiastes 7.14, it says, when times are good, be what? Happy. Okay, so it's okay to be happy. But when times are bad, consider this, God has made the one as well as the other. Mm. Some of you need to think about that one. If your circumstances dictate your happiness, happiness will be fleeting, elusive, and I'll just warn you up front, you'll spend a lot of time being unhappy in life. God wants you to experience something much deeper, richer, than, than happiness can ever give you, and it's a thing called joy. See, joy is not based on what's going on in your life, what's happening around you. Joy is based on what's going on inside of you. You know, the, the paradox of happiness is it, I'll never be happy if my ultimate goal in life is to be happy. Happiness is a byproduct when you pursue something that's bigger, something that's better in life. There, there's something more important than trying to make yourself happy. It's really making your life meaningful. And there is a big difference between the pursuit of meaning and the pursuit of happiness. You know, happiness without meaning, well, it becomes very shallow, extremely self-centered, and happiness 
will become, well, not so happy. And part of the reason that, that pursuing happiness leaves us wanting is it's an illusion. It really is. You think about it, all the time people are like, you know, I'll be happy if things go well. You know, I'll be happy if I get my desires satisfied. I'll be happy if I could avoid pain. You know, I'll be happy if everybody likes me. Well, good luck with that one. I'll be happy if I get this or this or that. And so the vast majority of people, they focus on their circumstances and they want it to make them happy. And it doesn't work that way. It's an illusion. It's seductive. It sounds right, doesn't it? But it's fleeting at best. It's why there's so many people today that have so much, yet they're not happy. They're very unhappy. Get that new thing, a new house, that new car, the new phone, the promotion, you know, start making more money, whatever. Happiness, it goes up, doesn't it, for a little bit. But many times meaning goes down. And friends, it's, it's this tension that happens. One of the major reasons why people are, are unhappy is they expect their circumstances to make them happy. But here's the backside of that. It also means that you allow your circumstances to make you unhappy. See the tension? People live on a roller coaster today. Happy. Unhappy. Happy. Unhappy. Unhappy. Some of you, your your body language, it says happy. And some of you, unhappy. And friends, when you live that way, you experience high levels of exhaustion. You live with fear all the time because why? Things might change. You you spend a great deal of time unhappy in life. Happiness is not rooted in your circumstances. It, It is rooted in who you are spiritually, what's going on inside of you. It doesn't matter where you live, doesn't matter what you have, doesn't matter that, that you're, whatever you're going through, joy is possible in your life. You know, happiness is connected to a relationship with Jesus Christ. Some of you will be unhappy till you, till you figure that one out. That's why, why Paul, he, he writes, uh, he says, rejoice in the Lord always, and I'll say it again, rejoice He doesn't just say rejoice. He says rejoice in the Lord always. He's writing from prison. How do you write that from prison? I mean, he's been arrested, false charges. He's been severely beaten, and he's awaiting possible execution, and he knows it, and yet he writes rejoice in the Lord always. See, he found joy in the Lord 
He understood the connection between happiness and joy and a relationship with Jesus Christ. If you want to make yourself miserable, rely on your circumstances to make you happy. It's a great way to just mess your life up. If you want to live in joy, well, first, stop comparing, okay? Just stop comparing. You know, don't ask God, well, why don't I have that situation? Quit. Stop. Just say, God, okay, what is it you want to teach me? You know, who can I serve? You know, what could I do to, to just inspire someone? If you want to find joy, friends, it's with God. And it's in the circumstances that you're in right here, right now, today. It's not down the road. If you believe that, you're going to be very, very unhappy. You know, Philippians 4, Paul writes this. He says, I know how to get along with a little and how to live when I have much. I've learned the secret of being happy at all times. And I want you to notice, he, the, the fact is, this happy that he talks about, some translations say uh, content or contentment. I've learned the secret of being content at all times. If I'm full of food or have all I need, I'm happy. If I'm hungry and need more, I am what? Oh, wow, that sounded really happy. Let's try that again. If, if I'm hungry and need more, I am what? Happy. I can do all things because Christ gives me the strength. If I, I've had it all, Paul says, and I've lost everything. I understand those two things. You know, I've been healthy, and I've been hurting. I've been blessed, and I've been cursed. And do not miss this, friends. The joy, the joy, it's joy. It is divine contentment that's from God, that God pours down on us. It's not based on happenstance. It's not based on the external and the circumstances around us. It's based on what's inside. It's a relationship with God and with Jesus Christ. And that's what allows Paul to step back from all of it and go, I can do this. I can face this. This isn't great what I'm going through. But because of Jesus Christ, I know he's going to give me the strength to get through it. And knowing that and understanding that God's involved brings me contentment and joy. Friends, God wants you to be more than happy. He wants you to experience that joy, real joy no matter what's going on around you. Somebody needs to hear that today. There, there's one more, one more thought here. God doesn't want you happy as much as he wants you blessed. You know, the New Testament, it, it, that word uh, blessed, it, it's translated, it's from Marcaos. And it literally means more than happy. It's the idea of supremely blessed in life. Do you understand what that means? 
If you are pursuing happiness, you are aiming way too low. You're insulting the heart of God. You are settling for something that does not last. See, God wants to bless. You know, who's he bless? Well, it says in the Psalms, shout praises to the Lord. The Lord blesses everyone who what? Worships him and gladly obeys his teachings. You know, worship, that, that it leads to a life where we defer to God. That we recognize that God is the creator and sustainer, the righteous judge. That God's the one that we can lean on. When we worship, we, we pursue God. You know, we look to him for guidance and strength. You know, we obey God. We obey his laws, his commands, his call. And worship will lead us to being fully and completely surrendering to him. And this is where things get really confusing. Because if I was to go around, I was to ask, i say, you know, are, are you blessed? I would hear a lot of things like, oh yeah, God, God's blessed me, I, I got a new car, or we got this house, and you know, oh sure, God's, God's blessed, I, I got a raise at work, or I got a new job, or whatever. And it's always these, the upside, I call it. Being blessed, it's bigger than that. Who's more than happy? Who's more than blessed? You know, Jesus, in the intro to the Sermon on the Mount, it's known as the Beatitudes, and he says this, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. And I'm, I'm going to stop right there for a second. Some of you are hurting. I know that. Mourning. And you initially read that and you go, blessed? Well, blessed because God will comfort you. God will be there. You'll actually experience something that other people just don't get, don't understand. It says, blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. It goes on, it says, blessed are those who, who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. You know, it doesn't say those that pursue happiness will be filled. No, that thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Jesus goes on, and, and friends, this one is especially, you, you should pay attention to this one because of all the cultural tensions today. But it says, blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when your people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you. Because of me, rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward. 
should lean on that one. See, God does not want you happy all the time. It's good news. God wants you more than happy. He wants you blessed. Very different thing. Much greater. And here's, here's the thing about blessings. Blessings come in all shapes and sizes and all types. You know, sometimes you're blessed with a new job, a promotion, more money, wealth, an, an opportunity, uh, uh, maybe a season uh, of problem-free living. And those are blessings. And I would tell you, enjoy it, celebrate it, acknowledge it, thank God for it, and be faithful with it. But sometimes God will bless you in other ways. Instead of getting a promotion, you might lose your job. You go, what? Well, you might lose it so that God can, you learn to trust God more than you ever have before, and so God can open up a new opportunity for you. You know, instead of more money, your finances may get really, really tight so that you can get your priorities straight. You know, instead of, of calm, you may have a season of problems so that you'll learn to lean on God and, and trust God and surrender to God because God's all you got. And my point is, blessings are in every season. Every season, no matter what you're going through, every season, when, when things are up and when things are down, there are blessings all around you, but you, you have got to begin to zero in. It's not a matter of your circumstances. You know, blessings are greater. They're greater than happiness. They're always available no matter what you're going through, what you're facing. Some of you ought to get happy about this one and get excited because it's good news. You go, but I'm unhappy. It's good news because God's got something better for you than what you think you want. You know, the psalmist writes, Psalms 37, it says, take delight in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Mm. Friends, here's what we don't do. We do not go to God to serve our desires, to make us happy. We go to God as a servant in worship. We bow a knee to God. And as we delight in God, as we pursue God in our lives, as we follow his ways, he begins working in us as we delight in who he is. And what happens is God's working in us and he gives us his desires and they become our desires at some point, and then God gives us the desires of our heart. So here's the, here's the real question this morning. Are you pursuing happiness more than you're pursuing God? It's up to you. Pursuing God is the way to something much greater 
than happiness. Bigger, better. Because when you pursue God, you find joy. And it cannot be taken away from you. No matter what you go through, no matter what happens around you, because God will bless you. Changes the way you live. And I know, I know the pursuit of happiness, you go, yeah, but it's in the Declaration of Independence. Well, I'll trust God. God's got something bigger and better. Something bigger and better. Let's bow in prayer. Our holy God, God, we praise you. God, I know some came in today and terribly unhappy, frustrated, broken. God, I pray your Holy Spirit would just whisper. to hold tight to you, to trust you, pursue you. God, I also know that some come in and it's been a good week, it's been a good month, a good year. God, I pray that uh, they'd give you thanks for that. They'd acknowledge it and celebrate it, but not depend on it. God, help us to be the people you have called us to be, that you want us to be. And God, I thank you for the blessings. They're more than I could ever begin to count. God, we give you praise what we say and do with our lives. It's in Christ's holy name we pray. Amen. God's people said, we're going to celebrate in communion. And, um, you know, Jesus Christ came to this world and gave his life up for us. And um, communion's a time when we just take a pause and we thank God for that. Communion's also a time that uh, we're, to, we're to bring our sins and just lay them at his feet. We're reminded in communion that uh, he spilled his blood for us. He was beaten for us so that we could be free, so we could know joy in our lives. And so today we, we celebrate that with the bread and the cup. Um, there's two layers on this, and if you peel the very top layer, you should be able to get to the wafer. Represents Jesus' body that was broken. You know, he celebrated this with the disciples that evening before his death, and he broke it, and he said, take and eat, for this is my body. then 
If you'll peel the second layer, you should be able to get to the juice. Maybe. Jesus passed the cup and gave it to the disciples and said, take and drink, for this is my blood. Blood that was shed for our forgiveness. And so we thank God for that and we celebrate. Let's bow in prayer. Our holy God, we thank you that you were willing to die on the cross for us. You did that when, honestly, we weren't very lovable. But God, I praise you for that. We worship you because of that. God, may we be like uh, the disciples and be people that live better because of it that share the good news with the world around us. God, we just thank you for being God, being our Savior. We give you praise with our lives. It's in Christ's holy name we pray. Amen. May you go in peace. May you know the love and the grace of God today. Amen.